I hope everybody has a great episode today during this episode of our show. Don't you just hope that whoever's listening, whomever they may be, that they're just having the time of their lives as the show plays. I really hope they are. I always hope they're having the time of their life. I hope this is, the be- I hope this is their magic time. Because, you know, I'm having the time of my life. The time of our lives never felt. Yes. Although, you know, you were singing Christmas songs there a second ago, but I, you know, I did see this thing that said like, oh, we're halfway to Halloween, which I love Halloween, and I just, I needed a little Halloween fix the other day. I had to watch some Halloween things. I know it's like sacrilegious, but I had to. I just needed it. No, it's not. How is it sacrilegious? I have evolved... I guess beyond you, as we knew that though, <laughs> and but I've evolved beyond you because every day, you know how at the end, spoiler alert, the end of a Christmas Carol, Scrooge he says, "Well, I'm gonna you do the past, present, and the future. I'm living in them all, and I'm gonna keep Christmas with me all through the year." Not unlike what Sesame Street eventually picked up, and then they read, wrote a whole song about it. And I just said, well, hell, I'm going to do the same thing with Halloween. So every day I am merry and a jolly old asshole like it was Christmas Day. (laughs) And every night, ooh, I'm freaked out because it's so scary. And I'm celebrating the scary things on Halloween night. I love that you've evolved past me. I've evolved past my pants line, unfortunately. That's the only evolving I've done. Uh, Speaking of that, Kendall, there was a quote I read earlier, and uh, you'll learn more about this why later, but a quote from Joan Rivers, and she said, you was talking about, you know, weight loss and stuff, and Joan, she said, you know, the truth just is the less people eat, the less there is of them. There is no Weight Watchers in Calcutta. And it made me think (laughs) of us and Mother Teresa all at once. And it's one of the few quotes that I've ever read that made me think of you, me, and Mother Teresa. Add it it to the list over there of times we thought of us and Mother Teresa in the same thought. You did look like her when you had that napkin on your head that time. I know. Well, we need to devote a whole episode to that, but that's that's down the road. Today, we're talking about antidepressant, you know, just antidepressant ways to get out of your funk, to get over your depression. Some tips and hacks. Tips and hacks, you know, just to help help make it through, you know. It, how I took the scenic route in, in describing it. Right. Nobody was listening anyway. But don't you think that <laughs> just everybody in the world, A, they've gone insane. Totally yep. batshit insane. So whenever you're talking to a friend or a stranger... Remind yourself, this person, maybe you know them, maybe you have known them for years, maybe you just met them on the street. Either way, they're insane and two steps away from a straitjacket. So, bear that in mind. And so are you, and so am I. I was going to say, maybe the people listening are insane too, and they need those tips just as much as their friends do. Oh, there's no maybe about it, Kendall. It's 100%... It's, a, we, it's like on the weather when you see 100% chance. <laughs> 100% chance of rain coming this way. It's like you better find that old umbrella. Uh, well, Cliff, I got, 100%, I got 100% chance of helping some people today. With Oh, God. Well, we're off to a great start. 100% chance of those. I'm excited about helping people. That's one of the reasons I consider this show my magic time along with the listeners. 
I'm, I'm helping people already. That's why I'm putting in an oxygen bar. Unlike all the uh, carbon dioxide you're adding to the atmosphere over here. Kendall, oh, is yes. it an oxygen bar? If it isn't that just like one of your aunt's old oxygen tanks and just one of the hose from somewhere? It, is that really a bar? That's all an oxygen bar is. But look, I've dressed up that area over there. I've put in a counter where people can sit. And they can and they get like uh, they can get a little neck massage. Crockpots can give them a little chop on the shoulders, you know, while they're getting their oxygen. It just, you know, when they come in this store, I wanted to leave feeling revitalized from Fat So's last stand. I'm putting in a regular bar over on the other side, on my side of the store, and that's why I've set up that whole. I just turned that card table sideways, and that's the bar. I'm gonna stand behind it and you know polish a glass like Woody did at Cheers. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I only I have a six pack of something, whatever was on sale at the Food and More. So well, I'm only <laughs> it's only the one kind of drink. But, you know, and I'll, I'll say, set them up, Joe. Tell me a story I think you should know or uh, making your way in the world today. I got all the bar songs. So it's. But see, and Cliff, that's what makes our store work, because people come in, they can get a little bit of cheers over on your side. They come over my side, get a little bit of oxygen. They get a little, a little bit of everything. A little bit of Feeling everything. Good. I can't wait. Leaving happy. Till the restaurant critic comes and reviews the store someday. <gasps> Kendall, listeners are saying, I'm still depressed. Where are the hacks? So well, They're coming. Here they come. Release the hacks. Bringing them out right now. Here's a big old box I got for you right here. Let me set them down. Oh, okay. First of all, one thing that you can do, you can do, and I know this doesn't always seem like the thing that will help, but find ways to help other people. Because you know, Cliff, the number one thing you can do to help yourself is to help others. Because when you give, you get. You give, you get. Absolutely. Well, this is like, isn't it? Is it AA or AAA or TNA? One of the groups, and one of their things is that they help other people it's one of the steps so it's a whole group of people they're all looking to help somebody and it it is in a selfish way but my thing is if you're doing a good deed there's no wrong reason to do a good deed and you do get this super feeling it's a super feeling is what i call it when you help another person when i am at the library and I see just somebody just fumbling with a book. And they're like, I don't know where this goes. I don't understand the Dewey Decimal System. What are we doing? I say, hey, calm down. Let me take it from here. I'm a library volunteer. I'll shelve this for you. And they are so grateful. And what they don't know is how good I feel. It's like I got a buzz from oh. shelving that book. <laughs> When you help others, you're really helping yourself. Cliff, I know, and you're sitting over there quietly not saying anything about it, but I'm going to out you about this, that you, speaking of volunteering, you know, for the library, once again, you volunteered yep. to go be in the dunk tank at the yeah, library. I did. What a, what a wonderful soul you were, and people loved it, and you were just dunked all day long. I was dunked. It, well, it was... Oh, what was it? What was it called? It was the Springer-Ring-Ding over there. It was that the was, Springer-Ring-Ding. That's what they called the event. That's what... The, yeah, it's a book, a book, you know, fundraiser. They need the new stickers for the new books that are coming in to type the Dewey Decimal numbers on. They need those plastic covers. They need the big wooden rods for the newspapers. A lot of ours were eaten by termites. And so there's a lot of things that the library is trying to raise money for so i volunteered no one else did i was in the dunk tank for seven and a half hours and i am so sore today but i know in my heart it was for such a good cause you look like a big prune when you came out of it i did i did and it you know some people they really it was a little surprising going back to the everybody's insane some people really got their aggression out. They were like, I can really dunk this grown man into this water by throwing this really hard, you know, and it's when you think of it in those terms, it's a little bit weird, but it was mostly (laughs) for fun. Mostly the kids, you just enjoyed it and, you know, because they were there having their face painted. A lot of people had their face painted, you know, like their favorite book characters, like the little prince.
France and the Berenstein Bears and whatnot. And I was over there, you know, just dunking, splashing. A lot of people, yeah, I had to keep saying, listen, for in the first few rows, you will get wet when I get dunked. <laughs> and I was surprised that it really did work. I thought, I really thought, Kendall, that I was just too obese. But I guess technology in dunking booths has grown since the last time that I did it because they, the, there were children who threw the thing and I, and I was dunked. So Yeah. Well, and you would think people would want to avoid getting splashed. Like, I only sold three ponchos that had uh, General Fat Says Last Stand printed on the front of them. I think that might have been one. But I was expecting to sell so many more. Yeah. Well, you know, they also had Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's friend. She had all those crocheted ponchos that she was selling. And, of course, they are more upscale and cost a lot more because of the time spent on them. But, well, they're also not as waterproof. Well, they're not waterproof at all. I know. But, but you can't tell anybody anything. Anyway, Kendall, listeners are getting depressed again. I know. So, well, it's your turn. I've already I've been telling people ways to help get out of depression. It's your turn. Well, if you think I had any ways, you think I'd act like this if I knew any ways to get out of depression? <laughs> oh. No, Kendall, Ooh. I will tell you one. Sometimes you just need... E- one of those relaxing programs to watch. And our show is relaxing in one way, and but that it's almost too titillating in many other ways. If that's, you're just That's what a lot of critics say. Too titillating. Little too titillating for me, for many people's taste. But sometimes when you're just fit, got the blues, you need one of those nice, calming shows. I know you love to watch Bob Ross paint a yes. picture. Happy little tree. And I've been, and of course he's wonderful, and I've been watching lately. When you flip anything, you really, you just have to have the courage of your convictions, particularly if it's sort of a loose mass like this. Well, that didn't go very well. See, when I flipped it, I didn't, I didn't have the courage to do it. The great dirty child, the, the French chef. Oh, yeah. And she's been cooking. Uh, there's a, it's on Tubi, folks. The Tubi app. I just keep talking about all the great things on the Tubi app. I'm loving Tubi, too. <laughs> Tubi, Tubi, <laughs> too. Tubi, too. But you can always pick it up, and if you're alone in the kitchen, who is going to see? But the only way you learn how to flip things is just to flip them. But they've got the several, many episodes of the Julia Child French chef, and it's just, oh, it's... I love I love watching her cook things that I would eat. I love watching her cook things that I cannot believe that, she, that she's like. Well, this is how you rip the bones off of this animal, and she's butchering things and you know just fl- filleting things, pulling out entrails, and that to me is you know how some people watch the surgery channel. That's kind of <laughs> me. I'm like, well, these animals have been dead for 50 years. Which brings me to a similar note. You know, there's this show on HBO Max where they're doing sort of the life of Julia Child. And it's like a drama. Oh, yeah. And it's very, it's well, it's a comedy drama. And it's very good. It just had its season finale. I like it, so it'll probably be canceled. So watch it while you can. <laughs> but it was very good. And in the end, Kendall, oh, I thought of you. Because this last episode... I guess it was the season. No, it's the, the penultimate episode of the season. And she's Julia. She, you know, some people are loving the, the show. Some people are telling her off, telling her she's doing everything wrong. And so she's having sort of a sad moment at this sort of gala that they're throwing for public TV personalities. And mm-hmm. she was there in the lobby and she was sad. And some guy came over to her and he was being real nice and talking to her. And I didn't know who it was, and I, th- I thought, well, this is supposed to be somebody, though. It's supposed to be somebody that we know. And I didn't get it until he was comforting her, and he said, well, I like you. I like you just the way you are. <laughs> and I burst into tears when I realized <laughs> it was like the, the meeting of... Mr. Rogers. Uh, now, that's what that's the Avengers team, the super team I want to see. Oh, yeah. The, the Mr. Rogers, Julia Child, Bob Ross, Big Bird... All of them, the PBS superstars. That's what I want to see. Well, was it on Tubi or somewhere else I saw where it said uh, it was an episode uh, of Mr. Uh, Rogers cooking uh, spaghetti with Julia Child? <laughs> you know, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn. She yes. was just so upset watching the Julia Child thing because she was like, she said she was like an old classmate of hers. 
And she said oh, they got she the right. bouillabaisse. She, they got it all wrong. They they put the recipe wrong. And she said she didn't know if they were trying to, you know, just protect the recipe of the family. But she was just irate. Right. She was like, "This is not accurate." But you know, that's I wouldn't have even gotten that. They probably are trying to. Protect. It's probably like if they're doing a a, a series about. Coca-Cola. They're not going to say, all right, we need two cups of uh, sugar over here for the Coke. You well, know, give away the I don't recipe. Know. She was mad. She said, you get you get it right or you don't do it at all. I that don't was, know. Yeah. That was, that I'm, was sure she, I'm sure she's written a strongly worded letter to the oh, editor. She has. Thrice. <laughs> oh, boys. Candle boy, you'll never oh, guess. Gosh, There's no. someone here and they're asking about your oxygen tank <laughs> and Just how... Right back. Oh, we're we're not sure how to do I this. I don't know what you do. Yeah, so, candle boy. Yeah. Yes. Does he just sit there and breathe from the air, dear? It seems that that's the only way to, to get the oxygen into his system. Why, yes. Oh, no. You have to. <laughs> no, there's a there's those little tubes over there. They're called cannulas. And you, you put them in the nose, you know, like when people that need oxygen in the hospital and they go around the, the ears and then you just turn the crank on that that oxygen tank behind the bar. Kendall, is simple. That, is that the same tube you were using? Does it have like your boogers and snot all over it? No, it's a fresh one. I bought three. Um, but no, you just got to make sure that just wipe off the ones, you know, before you use it on another customer, obviously. But uh, and you just turn on the, the tank there. <laughs> oh, dear, no, I'm not sure if we can. What if we, what if we turn it up too high, dear? They turn into a balloon. Oh, 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 surely not. Sugar lump. Why, I think the worst thing that could happen would be that we give them all oxygen poisoning and they expire right on the spot. Oh, oh, dear, that's a terrible thing to happen. What if they bad. have oxygen poisoning? Oh, no. Uh, it, they won't have that, but just turn it up to to three, and you should be safe. Well, there's plenty of oxygen in there, but it won't. They won't breathe in any more than they need. Is it is it just oxygen? Now, can you flavor the oxygen? Like, can I get pumpkin spice oxygen? I would well, do it. Well, yes, you can. I mean, I don't have pumpkin spice, but we could theoretically. What flavor do you have? Plain. I just have one. Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. No. No thanks. I'm, well, I'll have to order some pumpkin spice. Uh-huh. We'll see how oh, dear, where do I put the vanilla? I'm not sure I know how to do that. Oh, no, it's, got, it's already in the tank. We, you know we've got to scrape it with one of those things, like your dear friend Julia Child taught you, sugar lump. <laughs> it's got to be freshly grated vanilla, or I'm not turning it on. No, dear, don't mention it, dear. You know how frustrated I am with that series. I just can't get oh, over it. I know. Excuse us, dear. Oh. We must be getting back to the auction box. Sir, we're coming. We just have to get the room. Oh, uh, this is oh. a great idea. Maybe we should do run it though. I don't. I'm worried they're gonna hurt uh, somebody. I don't. Oh, he's using a lemon zester to grate that those no, sticks of vanilla. To, oh god. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Um, whatever, Kendo. All whatever. right, Cliff. Some more antidepressants. I mean, other than Tell the it. show. You know, that's Sing number it, one. Sister. That's number one. Um, Cliff, you talked about earlier old Scrooge at Christmas time staying in the past, present, and the future all at once. Oh, yeah. So it just reminding us to be present and not to, to worry about, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, to get too close into yourself. Be mindful. And, and you too can get over and, and you too can get over your depression. All right. Are you mindful? Do you ever meditate, Cliff? Oh, all the, I just was. I just was, and you were bothering me. Oh, well, good for you. I'm proud that you're doing more meditation. I've told you, know, I've told you a hundred times on the show, I've given out sample mantras. The best one, you know, that I give out, I suggest to people all the time. I use it frequently. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Sarah Jessica Parker. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Sarah Jessica Parker. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, What I don't understand Sarah is why Jessica you only Parker. do it when I'm talking on the show, though. I, I never see you do it outside Julie. of the show. Do you, Kendall, when you, that's like saying, how come I never see you take a big diarrhea? Uh, sometimes people do stuff in private, Kendall. Cliff, I've seen you do four of those this week. I'm so. not, that was maybe a bad example, but there are things that people do Privately, Sarah Jessica Parker, Julie Louis Dreyfus, Sarah Jessica Parker, Julie Louis Dreyfus. I guess. Sarah Jessica Parker, Julie Louis Dreyfus. And that's, focus on people that lift you up. I was trying. Like you're doing now. I was trying to. And just like that, you interrupted me. 
and that's no <laughs> joke. No, it's not a joke. It's the damn hard truth. Oh, sometimes the truth is hurts. It <laughs> does. Can't help it. Now, Kendall, I wondered why the baseball kept getting bigger, and then it hit me. Ouch. But, you know, and uh, speaking of sports, it takes a lot of balls to golf the way I do. Oh, sure as hell does. Speaking of depression, the depressing thing about tennis is no matter how good I'll get, I'll never be as good as a wall. Mm-mm. Oh. Cliff, an elderly man. He owned his large farm in Louisiana for many, many years. And right at the back of the farm, there was this huge pond that was ideal for swimming. And the old farmer had fixed it up real nice with picnic tables and horseshoe courts and some apple and peach trees. And one evening, the farmer decided to go down to the pond and look it over. He hadn't been down there for a little while. Oh, he he did that. And then he set off and he grabbed a five-gallon bucket and he decided he'll bring back some fruit for everybody. Well, as he got near to the pond, he heard voices shouting and laughing with glee. And finally, he saw that there were these kids, that, all these just young kids in his pond, naked, swimming around. Uh-oh. And one of the kids shout like, we're not coming out of here until you leave, mister. And the farmer says, oh, I don't come down here to watch you swim naked or make out in the pond. You just keep on going. He said, I just came here to feed the alligators. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch is right. Ouch is right. Kendall, of course I talk like an idiot. How else could you understand me? And there's no need to repeat yourself. I ignored you just fine the first time. And, Kendall, I've always meant to tell you this, that looking at your face is like reading in the car. It's all right for a few seconds, but then I start to feel sick. Because I felt a little a little uh, attacked there for a minute. Uh, Cliff, if you're an American when you go into the bathroom and you're American when you come out, what are you when you're in the bathroom? European, bitch. That's right, Cliff. There are three types of people in this world. Those who can count and those who can't. Yeah. And Cliff, finally, what do you get when you combine a rhetorical question and a joke? This, whatever you just said. That, that. A lot of people cry... Kendall, when they're cutting onions, but the secret is not to form an emotional bond. Well, every time I do. Kendall, I don't want to go on and on about my new album, Crazy as the Next Guy. It's coming out soon. It's not, it's not even just an album anymore. It's at least a double album. I have, t- I have 22 songs. That's an anthology series. I know it's coming. It's going to be a box set. It's it's <laughs> going to have to be a box set. It's going to crazy as the next box is what it's going to have to be called. We're going to need more bandwidth. We're going to need. I'm going. They're going to have to start making more of those blank CDs so we can sell the box sets <laughs> in our album. It's. I'm going to have to start thinking of how to do. Because a, a, a box set has to have you know a nice booklet that goes with it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Kendall. Speaking of songwriting, I wrote a song about a tortilla. Well, actually, it's more of a wrap. And, uh, Kendall, a boiled egg, well, it's hard to beat. And when life gives you melons, you might be dyslexic. And there's no shame. So make some, so make some cantaloupe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cliff, that's, that was just too much. Too many bad jokes. I am so worried about those people over there that are getting the oxygen right now. Uh, I'm worried too because speaking, they look like how I said I looked when I look at your face in that joke. Which, Ooh. speaking of jokes, Kendall Velcro, what a ripoff! And the first time I got a universal remote control, you know, I thought to myself, this changes everything. And I recently decided, just I just decided one day I had a wild hair and I said, I'm gonna sell my vacuum cleaner because all it's doing is gathering dust. <laughs> I like to tell that one every week. You got and, a lot of wild hairs right now, Cliff. Yeah. Now, when my toothpaste, oh, my toothpaste it dropped to the ground, I was crestfallen. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It's true, Kendall. It's true. <laughs> did you hear the, this, though? Th- this is really true. What's true is, <laughs> did you hear about the kidnapping at school? <laughs> it's okay. He woke up. <laughs> Kendall, am I the only one who realizes that the jokes are over? I'm no longer joking with you, Kendall. 
I don't know. I think I realized it a while ago. Oh. Um, Kendall, I'm still depressed, though. You must have one or two bottom-of-the-barrel depression hacks that I do. you can share. I do. I'm desperate to share it with you, Cliff. One thing that, that I have learned to do, and this helps me a lot, and I'm sure it would help all our listeners, is, you know, I, and I know we hear this all the time when we're trying to lose weight, like set small goals, but you really should, like, set achievable goals for everything in life so that when you have an accomplished goal you get you feel rewarded you can you feel like you've accomplished something and you can move on to the next thing don't make don't make everything so hard on yourself that you have to be perfect don't make it so hard no and you should do those things like you said something that will make you feel like you accomplished a task even if you just take out the garbage not everybody's gonna have a you know the wherewithal to do like I do, where I get Charles the Contractor, a.k.a. DJ Drywall, to come in, lay down some sick beats, and I can make art. Not everybody can do that, but I can. I was yeah. making this song uh, for Crazy as the Next Guy, my new box set coming soon. And this called is Rockin' Problem, and it's like some people can't rock, you know? Because you ever just think that, Kendall? Uh, I, I don't know anybody I don't have that problem But I assume there are people out there Well there's one lyric in the song that goes You know You may do magic You may be on TikTok But the truth is You still may not rock And it's just one of those Universal feelings That goes out there Like you, you know These people Some people think they can But can they really I get, Yeah I mean some people do Some people some think people. really Don't get it some people. Oh, and I have another one. I it's a I call it Kendall's song, and then it, this is a hark back to my previous. About era. a genius? No, it's called Annoying Vegetarian in parentheses, and uh-huh. uh, you know. But it's, I have I to just, hear it. Uh, I can't judge it by its cover. Yeah, here. Oh, here. I'll play you a snippet of it here. It's oh. right, right here. Just a, just a snippet. This is a preview. Sneak peek. Make sure you got a tofu block for my boy, for my boy, for my boy, Kendall. Come on, you got a spatula, so go on back to the fridge and get a block of tofu for Kendall. Tofu. Sneak peek. You know he don't eat meat, though you never know from the size of his seat. He is obese, but he don't eat geese. Neither do I, but you never know from the things that I do say and know. Always saying, man, I am the world's biggest vegetarian. Never shut up. Give him boiled tofu in a cup. Oh, okay, I don't want to give away too much, Kendall. It's upcoming hits. Just enough. <laughs> I I can't even. I'm like hit after hit. After it, have has anybody ever released a box set and like all forty songs shot to number one at once? Because that's well, it's got to be what it's going to happen, including that one. All I can say is, if it does, it's due to the subject matter. I mean, you know, flattery there, Cliff. It'll get you everywhere. Yeah. Writing songs I do about have me. Some, I have some songs about ass. I have some songs about the Matrix. I have some songs about. Slipping on banana peels. I've one, you know, the one previously mentioned, tell mama, tell mama all. Anyway, kid, I've got to take a break. And I, oh, that man who had the, he just vomited all over your playing cards that were on clearance oh. over there. Oh no, those were, uh, those were a special limited oh, edition. But at least they were already marked down seventy percent off. Right, Kendall, we've. Well, uh, we've got to go. I've got. I've got to take a break while you. You got to go clean that up, though. Get some of that sawdust. Don't touch that dial. There's more sass on the way. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall coast to coast. Meanwhile, imagine if you please four airplane engines, their propellers whirling at two thousand revolutions per minute. Now imagine the pull on those engines, the vibration it means. Such vibration would be staggering to the flying instruments of the plane and to the nerves of the crew. Yes, it would be, but for one seemingly simple device. Rubber engine mounts, which cushion the engine and isolate that vibration. Now, engine mounts made of rubber cemented to steel. Some time ago, a cement was developed to do that job. It was a cement made of natural rubber. But recently, with natural rubber so scarce, a cement made of synthetic rubber had to be developed. 
So Goodyear, with 20 years' experience in synthetic rubber, took the job on itself. Thus, another achievement of Goodyear rubber research for the benefit of the public. And this achievement is but one of many, even greater public benefits still to come from Goodyear's magnificent new research laboratory. For here it's the law that every Goodyear product must be better today than it was yesterday, better tomorrow than it is today. And now, welcome back to the show. I see you preparate the frying pan. Go ahead and open up the tofu can. You know he don't need a lot of spice. Hit it with the salt once or twice. You know he don't eat meat. Though you never know from the size of his feet. He is obese, but he don't eat geese. Neither do I, but you never know from the things that I do say and know. second half of the episode it's the second half of the episode kindle but that doesn't mean it's the second best half it's the actual uh ties for the first half with being the best and this time our depression is over all those hacks all the joya child episodes cured it and now we're moving on up a countdown a mini countdown of Inventions that we just we don't really need them anymore, Kendall. They've fallen out of uh, necessitude. I don't really need you anymore. But doesn't mean we. I, for uh, me, it doesn't mean I don't love them. Oof, I don't love that. But I do love some of these inventions. I, but we just—they're not necessary necessarily. 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 Well, all right. This is a countdown, though. We gotta. We gotta uh, flip a space. Co- oh God, so many of those today. Oh, I think it's because all the of oxygen all those, you're pumping into the. Well, I think so, there's a leak. Look, and what happened was the tube like fell out of the canister, and it dropped down into a bag of Charles's underwear that Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Charm was gonna wash for him. And so oh. that's what those poor people were breathing in. And no wonder they threw up. So it's just a, you know, it was a little mistake. We fixed uh, the problem now. So come on and get some uh, oxygen. It's all good. All right. All right. Flip the space coin, Cliff. Call it. I call it a head. For getting a head. With oh, technology. it is heads, Cliff. <laughs> all right. You got it. Kendall, I would say this is an invention. Number six. <gasps> oh, this I'm I'm going big. Uh-oh. Going big, baby. Cause they're all big. <laughs> go and... big or go home, Cliff. <sighs> all right, you said it, not me. Kendall, when I think of the things that we they're kind of fun. And but they're just a little bit, it's a little bit too much when things have evolved the yeah. way they have. Fortunately or unfortunately, and God love Tom Hanks. He loves him. But life is more like a box of chocolates than it is a typewriter. Kendall, the oh. typewriter. Boy, you did go big. I said it, uh, go big. I want to let people know they're all big. And what better way than to start off with a biggie? But it <laughs> like is- a typewriter. It is yeah. sad, Cliff, isn't it? Like, you know, and I know we don't need it anymore, but just the old clickety-clack of those, oh. those letters. Just... I loved the clickety-clack. I had My dad had a typewriter when I was little, and I loved to clickety-clack on it. I would yeah. try to type out things. Did you did you have one to play with as yes, a child? Yes, I did. I did. It, it barely worked, but it was still enough to just play with and, and, and hear it and sting. You know, it was, just, it was oh. fun. It's like old it antique one, fun. I think. 
And when I worked, at, you know, long-time listeners will re- recall that I was a lawyer when the show began. Mm-hmm. And I worked as a lawyer. And I would, there, for certain law things, you have to type in. And I had to, and I had to like, oh, I had to do things over and over because I would just mess it up because you had to. But then also in my spare time. You're like, I need 20 more copies of this, please. Yeah. Well, in my spare time, I also would stream The Office on Netflix in a tiny little window on a 2007 (laughs) computer. I was the first one doing that out there, (laughs) wasting company time, and then watching other people waste company time. And But then also, I would type out a letter on the old legal typewriter, because it Mm -hmm. was just fun to do. Having to white out all the things I messed up. Yeah, see, it's like Bob Ross said, embrace your mistakes. Because there are no mistakes. They're just happy little accidents. Isn't that a metaphor for life, Cliff? All right. That was number six. The typewriter. Typewriter. Uh, People are like, I'm not the type, but I think they're wrong. Well, if you're going big, then I'm going to go big right there with you. So this is something that I had one. I had a couple different kinds, but... Um, I had one that I actually took to Florida with me when ah. I had to get ready for Watkins, and that cliff was a portable TV. Do you remember the portable <laughs> TVs? Did you did you ever have a portable TV of any kind, other than your phone now? Yeah, there was some kind, and I don't remember why we had it, if it was ours, if it was somebody's, and they gave it to us, and we only used it like twice, but... We had some, and my grandmother had a, a little bitty one yeah. in, in the kitchen, like on the counter. Yeah. Well, like people would like take them to games just so they could watch a different game or something, you know. But yeah. I had a little a little TV that I could plug into the uh, car AC adapter, and it had a little VHS player in the bottom. And because oh, wow. when we started Watkins, you had to watch a hundred fucking movies before you could start, you know. And so, I didn't watch all those. Did well, you watch them all? Cliff, you know, I was such a rule follower. I watched at least 80 of them and lied and said I watched the other 20. But um, I had to watch them on the way to Florida. I had no other time. So, like, my dad was driving us to, down to see his, his daughter. We, like, were, I was watching the whole way, just watching watching movies, watching 12 Angry Men in the back of an old truck. <laughs> Battleship Potemkin back there. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Odessa Steps. But I did. I had, the, the little portable TVs never really worked that well, especially Mm-mm. like when you're trying to watch something over the air, you know. No, yeah. And so it was just, it just were clunky, never worked. Like, and once the phones came out and you had a little TV already in there, like, gone. Gone. I think that that was the time that society was gone. That was mm. when it jumped the shark itself. Was, a lot of things oh. were gone. That's when the world really ended. That was. I think so. If you ask me, to pinpoint a time, that was it. Kindle number four. Four. On the countdown of these inventions that just, they're just not needed. We don't need you. <laughs> uh, no, we don't need those either. <laughs> <laughs> but they just keep coming. They keep coming. Kendall, this one kind of is sad, but I think it's sort of fun. It's a fun <laughs> thing that people used to do. And it's all when fun. I uh, when I was little, my dad would get these out and would turn down the lights. He'd put up the big screen that was stored in the closet in the hall. And he'd turn on the Slide projector, oh, and we would slide watch projector. slides. And kids and teens are like, "What do you mean? <laughs> what is a slide?" And you were, "What were you projecting? Is this emotional projection?" Uh, no, this was a slide. Was a picture on a little bitty thing, and it was like a little negative. And then you put it in this projector. And it projected it onto the screen real big. And so it was like, oh, there you were, the photo of you or your family on this big screen. It was almost like you were a movie star. One step away from uh, your home movies, watching them big. And now... And wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and now you just look at a phone, you swipe through them real quick. And you're like, here, look at these, uh, look at these. Look everything at is horrible. 
Oh, that used to be an occasion. And, you know, I still do the slideshows on the TV, but it, yep. even that's not the same. No. Even that's not it's, the same. What's funny is almost everything on our list now is like can be done on the phone. <laughs> like I hate every it. invention is taken over. Um, oh, so, so sad. So sad. Goodness, oh, oh, goodness, dear. Well, someone else is getting some oxygen now. I think we've got everything worked out, dear. It seems they're, they're doing just fine. Oh, yes, I turn the dial down to 0.5. I don't want him becoming over-oxygenated well, like that previous customer boy. I mean, three is where it's supposed to be. I'd say at least turn it up to one or two like that. I don't think I they're think- really getting anything out of it. I think she may be under-oxygenated. That, she yeah. looks a little woozy, and that's why she's grabbing oh, onto Oh, she might not be getting enough oxygen. <laughs> you need to turn that no, up. No, go get her before she falls on my Jake Gyllenhaal, Prince of Persia. Oh, Thanks. oh Crock-Pot, dear. Oh, turn that back up. Turn the dial. Oh, turn that dial, Oh, this is turning out to be a dangerous endeavor. Well, Kendra, are there any codes that you're supposed to follow with just hooking people up to gases? Oh, just, Just... Just the Lord's code. <laughs> Follow a higher code. Do unto others. Do unto and others. And let them do it unto you. That you just ho- hose you up with whatever. We know that's your. Let's do it. It's your thing. <laughs> it's my thing. That's your thing. It's your thing, Kendo. And I think it's the time to find out what the kids' things oh, are. Do we have what to? are? Well, we don't have no, to. No, we do. We do. It's under contract. But we might as well. It's under contract. But, uh, you know, gosh, it's just so hard to find out what the kids are doing these days. They're just so bad. <laughs> it's usually a bitter pill to swallow, but the truth is there, whether you like it or not, Kendall, as we've said before. Right. Oh, I love it. Cliff, um, have you ever heard of morning deflation? Oh, no, I've heard of morning... Oh. Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Cliff, when you wake up and start deflating after a nice long night of building up gas through your digestive system, you know, you're going to, you stretch, you yawn, you burp, you fart. You're just, you're letting out all that morning gas. You're having your morning deflation. And Cliff, some people just keep going all day long like you. You just keep deflating all through the day. I don't know why that's anything we would ever even speak of on the show. Kendall, would you please have some standards. Nope. Now, this nope. is something... Nope. Oh. Nope. This is nope. something that <laughs> I think it is... I think this is a fun way to refer to this, okay? The kids are on to something with this one. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, we all know the old song. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. You know that song? I'll be there. I'll be there. You know that one? I'll be there. That one. Uh, when the roll is called up yonder. I'll be there. But the kids aren't using it that way anymore. Now they're saying, hey, dudes, I got to go call the roll up yonder. And what they mean is they have to go take a doo-doo. And because oh, they're better, better turn just fainted. <laughs> I because she's hooked up to that damn oxygen tank. Oh, no, somebody needs to get her some oxygen now. <laughs> I don't know. But this is it's because, you know, they're going to utilize the toilet paper roll. So that's what where they're going with this. So I got to go call the roll up yonder, y'all. That's oh. how some people in the South would say it. <laughs> oh, don't don't ever say it to Susan. She'll love it so much. She'll want to say it over and oh. over again. Gotta call I think the it's roll. hilarious. I think it is too. Hopefully she downloads this episode. Hopefully this is the one in a hundred. So, <laughs> we we had a toilet seat one time that the model was it it was stamped on it said church uh-huh. and she kept saying like I want to start the joke like I gotta go to church <laughs> and I was like I don't I don't think people will get it because like people don't really have any they, I, people don't know there's a toilet seat company called Church. Right, right. God. Right. She th- still thought it was hilarious. Well, Clip, in this way, stress. Stress laxing. Uh oh. Have you ever been stress laxing? Stressing myself about my relaxation? Well, sure. Yeah, it's when you're you're being so stressed that relaxing makes you even more stressed because you're not working on the thing that makes you stressed. Oh. Has that ever happened to you? I don't know. A lot of things have happened over these years, Kendall. And <laughs> who can say? Who can say? In depth. In depth. Oh, God. Sorry, I, too, I, I just had it stopped everything I was saying because I. <laughs> Kendall, you know what the kids are saying? They're not saying that, thankfully. They're saying, 
rotten egg. You know, when we were youths, it we would say, oh, don't want to be the rotten egg. Last one's a rotten egg. Now, oh, yeah. Now, though, times they have a changed because kids are saying, last one's a rotten egg, and then it's a race to see who can be last. They are trying to be the <laughs> rotten egg. See, what the hell is wrong? When we were children, it was bad to be weird or geek or to be last, and now all those things are embraced. They're embraced. And, you know? I was always last. What are they saying? You were always the It wasn't the cool egg. then. It wasn't cool when I was a kid. Well, what's cool is cool, Kendall. Well, Cliff, you know, something that kids are saying now, they're bringing back. Um, what are they bringing back? By Jiminy. It was slang from the 1920s saying, Banks closed, and it meant, sorry, babe, no kissing or making out right now. They'd say, you know, oh, it's not appropriate. They're just like, he's like, come on, babe, give me a kiss. Uh uh-uh. uh, banks closed. Oh. They're bringing it back. I like that phrase, banks closed. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. I prefer this one, Kendall. Cornholing. Have you ever been cornholing? I don't know. Well, the kids, this is what they're doing. They're going, you know, to the farmer's market, getting some fresh... Oh, they're playing the game, cornhole. Organic corn, kind of. Only they don't want to wait around for those big things with the holes in it, you know. They're just taking the corn. They're getting fresh organic corn. And they're tossing it just through any hole that they see. So they'll maybe, you know, take a bushel of corn, walk it down the street, and as you maybe you, they see a hole in a fence, so they try to get the corn through that hole. Maybe they see a car with it has its windows rolled down a little bit. They try to get the corn through that hole. And you know, may, just to to leave it there? Yeah, it's just they're just leaving it. it it's it's just corn holing. If you get the corn through the hole. You get a point. And, of course, the points are higher for the higher degree of difficulty. It's about fun, old-fashioned times. I think that's fun. You were the one who brought up the the people saying 23 skidoo or whatever it is that they're bringing back. So I was... Thanks, close. Oof. Let's let's bring back 23 (laughs) skidoo. 23 skidoo. 23 skidoo. Let's bring that back. Kendall, I prefer that to the bank. Anything but a bank. <laughs> Kendall sold his soul to Wall Street, everybody. Oh, is that is that all the kids are saying, Cliff? Mm. Sure. Sure. Uh, why, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? To get back to that countdown. That's why not. That's why not. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I they've. I'm doubtlessly they're just cranking it out whatever they're saying but it's not the <laughs> they're time they're saying all kind of shit but 23 skidoo Kendall it's time to head on up the countdown to number three alright Cliff here's another big one another big one that has also been taken over by our phones um, 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 um. Cliff that's a little device that we used to record something on a little tiny cassette player in our house just in case we were gone and somebody needed to reach us, and they called us, and we weren't there. They they could leave a message on our answering machine. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. Did you love a good machines. old answer machine? I sure did. Did you ever have a great, hilarious, outgoing message on your answering oh. machine? God, did I have them. Cliff, so here is what I love. So I, when I was a kid, you didn't think I'd have a long story for this one. I was hoping you did. <laughs> I found a cassette tape that was this guy that did impressions, and it was a joke comedy cassette of different stars leaving a voicemail on their voicemails. Uh. Like... Like, he would do, like, Bob Hope doing a voicemail or something. Or Johnny Carson, you know, it's, uh, hi, it's Johnny Carson. You know, I'm not here. Like, just, just a regular voicemail of these different celebrities. And I thought it was the bee's knees of comedy. And so I wanted a place that I could have my own voicemail. So I, I saved up and I got my own landline at my house when I, was, when I was, like, a teenager. And I thought it was just amazing. And I would record those 
outgoing messages on my answer machine. I'm sure whoever called, they were like, what, whatever telemarketer was calling at the time, they were like, why is Bob Hope? Uh, why am I calling Bob Hope? <laughs> I'm sure that's it was like their exact thought. But it was. I thought it was uh, hilarious. Yeah. It is hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious. And so I just really loved having my own phone. Now I hate having my own voicemail that I have to call and listen. I'm like, oh, who's trying to call me? I'm too tired. Uh, everything about the phone is over. It's over. It's over. Don't you just agree? Like, what do we need it for? I am so tired of it. Let's go back to smoke signals. Uh, that's bad for the environment, Kendall. <laughs> well, we'll have to find a new solution then. Kendall, number... Two. Oh my. Are you ready for this? The number two invention. Yep. Two. 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 People two, used two, these for uh, centuries, I guess. And then <laughs> they just didn't. I guess. Need that. It seems like that. You'll you'll agree with me when I tell you what it is. People, this all the time, they were like, oh, got to check that because, you know, I got a hair appointment in uh, Pompeii. And so I need to go go check the old town sundial to see (laughs) what time it was, see how long they had to get to Pompeii to just have their hair done. And then it, they, Too bad it took them 20 minutes to get to town to check the sundown, 20 minutes to get back. Listen, there were kinks yet to be worked out. <laughs> but then they finally got replaced by the good old clock, the town clock. Well, because of said kinks. Because of the kinks. Some people like the kinks, though. Some people want to go back. <laughs> and they want to go back to the time when we used a sundial. I prefer to think... When I hear people talk about the good old days that we would all like to return to, that they mean the time of the sundial. Because any other time, mm-mm, did not cut it. When compared, don't you agree? Mm-mm. That's when things were as simple as a human mind can deal with them. The sundial times. Sundial times. That should be our new newspaper. The Sundial Times. I'm sure there's a, a city called Sundial somewhere. <laughs> we're just we're taking it back to the roots. Take it back. We're, we're, we don't even we don't even print a date on the newspaper. We're not even going against time. We don't we don't need it. Mm, there you go, Kendall. You need to know what time it is. Look in the sky and look where the sun is. Anyway, Whew. Whew. Cliff, Whew. what a countdown this has been. What a now you have number one left. Do you have honorable okay. mentions before your number oh. one? Yes, I've got honorable mentions. All right. Now that I know the things that didn't make honorably it. mentioned. Here we go, Cliff. Uh, floppy disks. Oh, don't the need floppy them anymore. Disk. Oh, think of all the floppy disks that we used over the d- days. And now, one I have just one honorable mention. I want to throw it in, and then I want to hear your whole list. Okay. This is back in the day, you know, Tolstoy, when he was writing War and Peace by candlelight every night after he'd spent all day doing whatever he did. And then he came home and wrote... He might have been writing by sundial during the day, too. Well, I don't know that the sundial really was a source of light as much as a thing that you could tell time on. No, it just meant he was sitting by it. Could be. And anyway, he was at night sitting there by candlelight and he was trying to write War and Peace. He was trying to talk about whoever and the czar and whatever the hell... To express himself, he had to have one of these, a dip pen, a feather that he dipped into a big little thing of ink, and then he would write by Leo Tolstoy, the dip pen, the feather, honorably mentioned. Honorably mentioned. Wasn't that called a quill? Uh, it's It's what you could call it. I think of it back, there was one, I think it was the... Happy New Year, Charlie Brown, when it's one of the great storylines on a Charlie Brown special because Charlie Brown, he has to read War and Peace over (laughs) Christmas break. And then, uh, you know, and he's complaining, complaining. And Linus says, well, 
Do you think that this is harder than when Leo Tolstoy wrote War and Peace? He had to do it at night by candlelight with a dip pen, Charlie Brown. A dip pen. And that's what I would think of it as because he said it so vehemently. And when he was trying to quit, Charlie Brown's complaining. I'm having to read War well, and Peace. I'm not going to go against the spoken written word of Charles Schultz. But yes, a quill is, quill by any other name would be as <laughs> out of date. What else are you I'll, honorably mentioning, Kendall? I'll allow it. All right, Cliff, what else? Here we go. I've got calculators, overhead projectors, phone books, for God's sakes. We don't need those anymore. God? The rotary phone, car ashtrays, and of course, the Palm Pilot. And Cliff, I was going to say... <clears throat> Well, I think some of those are still in use. Yeah, but we don't need them. Well, children <laughs> still learn math with a calculator. And what are people supposed to do with their cigar ash? It's got to go in a car cigarette ash thing, Majid. All right. All right. All Fine. Right. Stricken those my last thing. from the record. Well, that's why they were audible mentions and not on the list. With Billy Joel... He His, is your number one out-of-date no, invention. I, no, give me one second to finish my thought. Billy Joel's 52nd Street album, I didn't know I didn't know if you know this, became the first commercially available compact disc. Did you know that? No. I just randomly found that when I was doing what research. What year was that? That was in 1982. Whoa. <gasps> so I just thought that was an amazing factoid I had to share with you before number one. But here we go, Cliff. Number one. 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 I know that I had one. I know that you had one. And this was back when the epitome of cool was to wear on your hip a little device that would just go beep, 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 beep. Whenever somebody was trying to reach you, Cliff, that was the beeper. Oh. Aptly named the beeper. Beep me. <laughs> or the pager, some like might, might just say. But... Oh, God, it was, it was so cool when you got a beeper and, and people could send you messages in code with numbers <laughs> and you could get different colors and they had little uh, curly straps that you could get that would hook to your, your pants just so if your beeper was to slide off, it wouldn't, you wouldn't lose it. Oh, yeah. The beeper. We so all cool. had a beeper, didn't we? We had to be beeped. Yeah, we all had a beeper. We all had a slap bracelet. That we were just awesome. What a time for people to beep you! Can you imagine now? If that's the equivalent of the worst text you could ever get, which is a text that just says "Call me." Yeah, it's yes. That's what uh, that's what life was like when we, we were loved younger. Loved it. We we're like, oh, I got beeped. They want me to call them. Now we we couldn't stand it. We're like, oh. God, somebody wants me to reach out to them? Uh, they want me to call them? Huh? <laughs> How dare them? How dare them? They're a, ki- a they king have the technology too. beeping me from the throne. Call me. <laughs> it's like somebody has a little bell. Do doctors still use the beepers? Oh, they do. Doctors do. Doctor who? So there are certain fields that don't. Need to take it off the list just yet, but for everybody else. Why do they need beepers? Because does that not, because is there something wrong with the cell phone in a hospital? Does it cause interference with machines or something? I don't think that. Uh, no, I don't. There's no reason why that would be a problem, but like they still have, be- I think it's just like a really quick, easy way to, to get them like when they're on call or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, all right. I got you, Doc. All the doctors out there, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. <laughs> call us. Call us. Pages. Pages beat me about that. Yeah. Kenda, would you just beat me about that? Ugh. Uh, it's too bad we couldn't, like, set our own ringtones for our beepers. We can make it go... <laughs> if only technology had evolved that yeah. way instead. But it didn't. Now, Kendall, why are Mrs. <coughs> Potter Butter Butter Chai and Mr. Snobbomb, they have both passed out over there by the oxygen tank. I think we may uh, need to they? go. They've turned it up either too high or too low because they are both motionless on the floor. But I can tell they're breathing, but I, breathing what is the... 
I'm afraid we're either going to have to get a professional in here or I'm going to have to take the oxygen bar. Let's just have yeah. my bar over there. It's like the, you know, the cheers bar with the... Okay, fine. I'll try to find something else to put at the bar. You can, well, you can be in charge of the peanuts. Oh, what about a candy bar? A candy bar. A candy bar that has candy bars. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's an excellent idea. And I can come out and sing the candy band can. We'll workshop what happens okay. when somebody orders Good. a candy okay. bar. Hey, everybody, we're going to take the All right, that's it. Get them disconnected. All right, we'll see you here next week. If he sees that bacon grease, you know he's going to send a cease and desist. If he sees that bacon grease, you know he's going to send a cease If he sees that bacon grease, you know he's going to send a desist and cease. If he sees that bacon grease, you know he's going to Send up to see us to see hey, you standing there with the apron by the grill. By the grill. Make sure you got a tofu block for my boy, for my boy, for my boy, Kendall. You know he don't eat meat, no, you never know from the size of his feet. He is obese, but he don't eat geese. Neither do I, but you never know from the things that I do say and know. He is always saying, man, I am the world's biggest. Okay.